Sorry, my friend. He's a bad cop. I'm a good cop. Okay. You can trust me. I won't be on the show. I'm gonna be on the show. I'm gonna be the star of the show. You started off as the bad cop, but now you're the good one. Hope this movie doesn't suck ass. It will. <laughs> now you're the good cop. Oh my god. The moral is you're a total bitch. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. It certainly does suck. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Hope you boys brought popcorn. Because I'm about to put on a show. Hello, hello, and welcome to Good Pop, Bad Pop Podcast, just like high fantasy, but in the suburbs. We are here by we, I mean me, and he. Hello. Hello. And to, uh, this week, we are going to be talking about the new season of Big Mouth, which I have been very excited about. We're also going to go over some of the uh, latest news of the week, and I believe he has some kind of game for me. Yes, don't make it sound weird. But it is weird. Alright. I've been inspired by, um... Always want to get involved into D&D. Never done it. Mm. Played all the video games. Read the little ticker feed. You know, cool. critical hits, critical fails, all that stuff. Also been inspired by Escape the Podcast. And I've done a few escape rooms in my day. Mm. So I have created, um, as the DM, Dungeon Master... I have created a little mini escape room, sort of pop culture inspired. Mm, intriguing. And you are my player. Fantastic. Well, we'll get into that soon. Uh, but before we get into all the fun stuff, what have you been up to this week? Um, what I've been up to. So as I threatened last week, got back into The Witcher 3. It's always good fun. Uh, watched a few episodes of Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. I've chronically neglected... Watching Black Mirror, so watching a few. Now that there's lists telling me which ones to watch, because it, it strikes me as a hard show to get into, given every mm. episode's movie length and new actors, new story, new setting every time. So it's a bit of a gamble. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Um, I've seen, I don't know how many I've seen now. I've seen all of season four and some odds and ends of other ones uh yeah it's it can be hit and miss and by the time you sort of figure it out you're like ah that was a waste of my time but i guess that's no different to seeing a bad movie but it's hard to sort of definitively say i like black mirror because it's always so different But you make a decision to watch a movie you can't make a decision about a black mirror episode because you know nothing about it Mm. what's been good i wait for them to win like an emmy and then i watch the ones that are emmy award-winning episodes that's been quite convenient Plus, One way yeah, to do it, I suppose. Walking through the lists. Actually, it's like, I love dystopia. It's, I also love dystopian teen as a genre. But specifically for Black Mirror, I love dystopian concepts. You take shitty things in society, dial it up to 11, and create a universe around it. So I'm actually, philosophically, a big fan of Black Mirror. And I've mm. quite enjoyed the episodes I've watched so far. Yeah. You know, it's a good Black Mirror episode when afterwards you feel really bleak about the future of well, everything. Uh, and you're like, <laughs> That's the point. But you feel justified. You're like, I'm right. Social media is awful. I'm right. Reality TV shows are <laughs> awful. I'm right. Uh, what else did we see? Can't even remember. Nerds are creepy. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, much to pull apart in Black Mirror. And um, maybe we should one day do like a whole Black Mirror episode. That'd be fun. Just be me ranting about politics and the government, which I swore I would not do on the podcast true true and they've taken all my ideas and dialed them up to 11 the lack of integrity on reality tv 
Not mm. that that's an original thought by any stretch, <laughs> but everyone keeps watching it. It's infuriating. Anyway, yeah. sorry, the, the Bachelor just finished in this no, week. We, we are not talking about the Bachelor in this I've, podcast. I've we never, are not doing it. I've We're never not seen doing it. it. I've never seen an episode. No, no, it's there was a thing that happened. We're not even going to talk about the thing because no reality TV. This is a no reality TV podcast. Unless we're talking about 2003 to 2005 series of Big Brother in Australia. Otherwise, we're not talking about reality TV. 2003 to 5, that's specific. Yeah. Well, anyway. That was anyway, that was good. Were they the first two seasons? Yeah. I actually did watch those. So. Yeah, and the good. first season of Survivor, quality. No, I never watched that. You watched Survivor? That was boring. Like Big Brother, you can see people's minds just melting away. Fun fact, I own the Sarah Marie book. Really? Yeah, I don't know where it is or what it was about. I think there's just a lot of pictures of her bum dancing in it. Simple times. Yeah. Pop culture references from the early 2000s. You're <laughs> on good pop, bad pop. <laughs> that could eat up an hour. Um, so what else have you been doing or playing, watching, reading? Um, I'm addicted to a freemium game and it pains me because I'm a bit of a game snob and I hate games on phones, but... I have a lot of downtime, and I got addicted to Roller Coaster Tycoon Touch freemium game on my phone. I love it so hard, but I'm not going to talk about it. It's a freemium game; they're all the same. Okay. <laughs> what are you? How about you? What are you up to? Uh, what have I been up to? I have also watched a bit of Black Mirror. I started to play the new episode of Life Is Strange Two. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I talked about that last week or not. Do I talk about that last week? I can't remember. I don't know. Either way, I played a bit of that. Uh, very exciting being back in the new world. Um, well, the same world, I should say. New people, same world. Um, what else have I been doing? That's about it. Um, actually, that's not true because TV is starting to come back. Season High season TV is coming back. I've you been... You know what we did watch this week? Mm. So we're legacy CW fans. Yes. We started watching CW shows back in the day. I'm big on the 100, the Arrowverse. You're big on Supernatural, aren't you? I wouldn't. I (laughs) would say that I watch Supernatural. I wouldn't say that I'm big into it. I did watch 12 seasons of it. And the light is dimming as they're all hitting season 6, season 5, season what? 13? 13 just finished? My God. Or is about to start? I don't know. So I still watched the last season of Supernatural. And the first one to feel the brunt of this for me was Arrow. I loved the early seasons of Arrow. But season two of Arrow is one of the best seasons of television I have ever seen. Mm, so strong. Um, and we, what was it? Would have been six, five, whatever. Five. We stopped halfway through. It was awful. I was like, I can't get behind this anymore. And we stopped. But now that all the promos for the new season, we just, we just grabbed the last three episodes just to see where everyone ends up. Mm. Um, Not going to give away anything because some people may not have seen it yet. Um, But I will say it's pulled me back in a little. I'm, um, I'm, God knows what happened a few episodes before then, but the last few episodes I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll come back. I mean, I'll start. And then I assume, because they're probably doing 23 episode runs again, and I'll get bored after six. Mm. I'm still Possibly. on board Flash, but that's starting to waver a bit too. Mm, a little. Which is and Legends is the worst one, but by that makes it the best one, because it's so camp and weird. But it knows it's camp and weird yeah. and plays into it. It steers into the skid, yeah. and I love that. I mean, yeah. The first season was awful. 
if you if you're coming in late to these shows, just skip the first season of Legends of Tomorrow. They've done a real character trim because it's a roster. They're an Avengers light deal, so they've just mm. been cutting characters and adding newer, better ones along the way to find out what works. So that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, works well. Um, so yeah, we watched some of that. Um, I've also been preparing for a show that which I've got into this year, a bit late on the bandwagon. Um, you may know it. It's about a girl who's crazy. May I sing you a song? No. I'm going to sing you a song. Well, why'd you ask? I'm just going to sing it. West Covina, California. No, I'm not into this. I'm just going to keep singing it at you whenever, at inopportune times. Anyway, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a song from a musical show called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Now, I don't normally like musicals, and the first time I watched this, I didn't know that's what it was, and so I found the songs really jarring and kind of weird. But on a second watch through, I was all about it. Like, I have been singing West Covina all around this house um, for... I don't know, two weeks now, just harassing my dog about it. She's not a fan of the songs either. She's not a fan of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, So I've been really enjoying watching that again, and I'll um, talk a bit more about that once it sort of starts up. But that's what I've been watching and enjoying and getting into the the songs of. It's very very fun to get into. I really like it. Hmm. Yeah, so that's me. All right, so coming back after the break... We'll welcome you to TNM's Escape Room. Ooh, TMD. Welcome. You awaken in a dark room. Actually, first we'll lay down some ground rules. Oh. Um, so this is adventure game rules. <laughs> You've got to look, pick up. You have an inventory. Oh, Jesus. You talk to people. Just It's common sense. It's very basic, I think. Oh, um, God. I've sketched out a rough map, <laughs> and we'll I'll I'll do the rules on the fly, and we'll see how you go. Oh, it sounds very organised. No, all well, my notes it's not linear, so <laughs> my notes are a bit of a mess, and I can't remember. But okay, let's just go with it. See how we go. Okay. M, you wake up in a pitch black room. <laughs> so it, black in here. It's black. It's cold. Not cold. You can't see. Can't see anything. Yeah. Begin. What do you do? Uh, God. All right. Um, what do I do? Okay. Um, I feel for a wand in my pocket and shout Lumos. Your inventory is empty. Fuck. I crawl around and look for a wand. You trip over something big Ooh. and heavy. You hit the ground hard. You lose one HP. You have nine left. Oh, my. Uh, okay. I pick up the big heavy thing. You can't pick it up. It's big and heavy and attached to the floor. You're not likely not going to be able to interact with it without light. This game sucks. All right. Um, hmm. Lighting. All right. I continue moving along the floor looking for a light source. You hit the wall. Huzzah. Okay. I crawl up the wall looking for a light switch. All right. You work around the wall until... You find a light switch. Oh, great. I turn on the light switch. You turn on the light switch. <laughs> a light, you, this is an adventure game. You've got it. I can't give you too much. Okay. I, I would like to turn on the light switch, please. A singular light globe turns on. The room fills with light. Fantastic. 
uh, what's the thing? And it'll look, I go back to the thing. What is the thing? What's that first instruction I said you could do? You can look. I look around. I'm looking at the thing in the middle of the room. You look around the room. <laughs> it's a cell. It's pretty drab. There mm. is a chest in the middle of the room mm. and a door next to the light switch. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I open the door. Door's locked. There's a keypad. You don't have the key. I type in one, two, three. It's a like a card keypad. There's no buttons. You're wasting time. It's no fun. Fine. Okay, I go back to the chest. What a good idea. Oh, Stella. I mean, there's a chest. You're playing like a female gamer. Hey! You know where you do the linear thing, where the guy checks every thing? Excuse me, I just want to make sure there's no obvious things that I'm missing here. (laughs) Maybe you're thinking too simple. Anyway, I go back to the chest. You're at the chest. I look look at at the chest. It's very ornate. Mm Mm-hmm. Lines and stuff, but traditional chest, square bottom, angled top. Uh, you don't need any more details. Okay, so there's nothing particular on the chest that I should look at. It's patterned, but pretty plain. Okay. All right. If I find out that there's something on this chest that I meant to look at to open, we're real pissed. Well, you've been cautious. This will serve you well later. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> All right. So there's a... I guess you didn't say the room is empty. I walk around the room. You've looked. I've told you everything in the room. So you're saying that there's a door with a keypad that's got no buttons on it. Just needs a key card. Needs a key card. And there's a chest. Yep. Can I open the chest? Do you want to open the chest? I'd like to open the chest. You open the chest. Okay. Oh, well, right. It wasn't locked. Waste of time. All right. What's in this stupid chest? You look in the chest. (laughs) There is three items. There's one a key card. One is a key card. Ah, good. Do it. What are the other two things? The other two. <laughs> There's a stone, a magical stone, and a stack of cards. Is it like a pumice stone? Is this for my feet? I don't know. You'd have to interact with it to learn anything about it. Okay. I pick up the stone. You pick up the stone. You add it to your inventory. It is the stone of clue. If you're stuck, you can rub the stone of clue and I will gently guide you to the next objective. And Stone is stupid. But you should not use it too much lest you lose fictional points. But it's in your inventory. What's the other thing? Oh, cards. You pick up the stack of cards. They're character cards. Oh. You're at character creation. You get to take one of these cards with you. Okay. You have three choices. Mm-hmm. The mighty card, the wise card, or the flatulent card. <laughs> I really want to pick the flatulent card. You picked the flatulent card. I didn't card. say I did pick it yet. <laughs> There's no quick save, quick loads. Oh. Wait, what was it? Mighty, wise, or pooty? Flatulent. Okay. Hmm. This is very important. It's not that important. I guess Pooty could help me get out of somewhere in a hurry. If it's like comical level. You have selected the flashlight card. Do you confirm this as your character? Yes. You are M the flatulent. <laughs> you are now level two. Bert. You fart. <laughs> cool. Uh, 
All right, I guess I go to the door with my key card. You need to pick up the key card. No, I'm picking up the key card. You pick up the key card. Okay. You add it to your inventory. I'm taking my inventory and I'm taking it to the goddamn door. You take it to the door. I take out the key card. I push it against the pad. You stinkily push it against the keypad. <laughs> so what happens when I do oh, that? All right. <laughs> You're terrible at being a DM. The door flashes green and the door opens. Great. I open the door and get the fuck out. You walk into the next room. Mm -hmm. It's a completely different place. Okay. You're in Hogwarts. Ooh. It is Albus Dumbledore's office. Ooh. He is sitting in the corner Mm -hmm. behind his desk. Okay. There is another door on the opposite side of the room. Okay. I go to the door. You go to the door. I try to open the door. You open the door. No. I don't leave. I just want to stay. I just wanted to see if I could open the door. Door's open. Albus was looking a bit concerned. You would leave without (laughs) talking to Albus. (laughs) Bitch, I just want some lemon drops. (laughs) I go to Dumbledore and say hello. You stinkily go over to Albus Dumbledore. (laughs) Did you talk to him? I said hello. You said hello. He says hello back. He gives you. He talks a lot. Mm-hmm. It's all very vague and not very helpful. He has a track record of this. Okay. He finishes it with, "Help will always be given at Hogwarts to those that ask." Mm-hmm. That's the end of what he said. Okay, if they know where to find it. No, to those that ask. It's the other one. Mm, okay. All right. Um, I tip my hat. <laughs> You don't have a hat. No. Oh. I leave. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you go back I'm... the way you came on the next door? Um, I look around his office. It's Dumbledore's generic office. Some portraits on the wall. A pile of ash in the corner. Okay. Empty pensive. Can I... I'm going to go look at the ash. It's unremarkable. Mm. You shouldn't mess with it. I don't know much about bird transformation but like <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't take that ash with you <laughs> or it's a great idea okay fine um all right i guess i leave out the other door all right you walk through into the next room okay different world again oh, you're in a garage mm-hmm. in the middle there is a tesla roadster Ugh. the one that got launched into space yawn obviously hasn't been launched into space yet on the other side of the roadster there's a garage door. Okay. And a keypad next to it. Mm-hmm. There's a door on your left and on your right as well. Mm. And there's a fridge. Okay. I lightly kick the Tesla. You stinkily kick the Tesla. <laughs> hurt your foot slightly. Not much happens. Mm. I open the door of the Tesla. You open the door of the Tesla. I look in the car. It's a nice Tesla. That little robot man's in it. There's a key in the ignition. Is there, a, like, a garage door? Yes, there's a garage door in front of you. Mm, okay. Mm. All right, I look around the garage. All right. There's the garage door in front of you. There's a keypad to the left of the garage door. There's also a door on the left side, a door on the right side, and the door behind you where you came from, Dumbledore's office. It's very complicated. There's also a fridge. I'll look in the fridge. You look in the fridge. (laughs) Seeing as you've mentioned it twice. (laughs) These are all the items in the room. uh, Look in the fridge. Look in the fridge. On the top shelf, there's a jar of pickles. It's greens, probably pickles. 
and there's a crisper at the bottom. There's probably something in it. Okay. I opened the pickle jar. You open the pickle jar. You pick up the pickle jar. You feel a rush because you've just stolen someone's pickles. You've gained a new skill set. Kleptomania. Cool. You feel a rush for stealing things. You may randomly steal items from characters. Hmm. All right. You look in the pickle jar. You find a green key. Yeah. Okay. You have a green key. It's in your inventory. You also have a jar of pickles, which you is kind of like a trophy that you happily stole. Sweet. What's in the crisper? You open the crisper. You're amazed to find Thor's hammer yeah. in the crisper. It's a strange place to keep that. It is. It's pulsing with electricity. I feel like this has something to do with the Tesla. <laughs> well, who knows? You're M the flatulence, not M the wires. <laughs> Uh, so should I not touch it? <laughs> I throw a pickle at it. You throw a pickle at the hammer. It bounces off the hammer. Hmm. I try to pick up the hammer. You try to pick up the hammer. It's it like it's heavy. It's Thor's hammer. You can't pick it up. Uh, that could have been cool. Um. No rope in the garage. No rope in the garage. I couldn't use my pickles. Alright. I search all of the doors for a green lock. You... Okay, so you look at all the... Next to the garage door, there's a keypad. Mm-hmm. That needs a blue, green, and a red key to Ooh. open the garage door. Okay. You put in the green key. Goodo. Alright. Um, that's to the garage door. Okay. I go in one of the other doors. Left side or right side? Left. You walk through the left. You're in a new place. Mm-hmm. You're on a stage. Hmm. There's a band playing. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's Nickelback. Bummer. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, Are you looking around? What are you doing? <laughs> can I just leave? <laughs> you leave. You're back in the garage. No, I'll go back in the stupid Nickelback room. You go back to the Nickelback room. Okay. I look around... The Nickelback Room. Chad Kroger is on stage, and there is a cabinet in the back corner behind the stage with all the stuff. All the stuff. I mean, like, you know, the stuff that's at the back of a stage. Okay. That a band might play on. Um, I guess I go to that cabinet. You go to the cabinet. I look in the cabinet. You stinkily look in the cabinet. There's a bunch of electrical cable. I will take that. You pick up the electrical cable. It's now in your inventory. Cool. Can I... Wait! Your oh. kleptomania skill triggers. Yeah. You just stole Chad Kroger's cat. Oh, cool. I was going to strangle him with the cord, but I'll take the cat instead. <laughs> Dexter the cat is in your inventory. Fantastic. Um, okay. Is there nothing else for me in here? I don't know. Oh, okay. Um... I guess I go talk to Chad Kroger. You talk to Chad Kroger. It's 2018. He's super rich and kind of a dick. Okay. Does he have any keys? He doesn't have any keys. Oh. Does he any... tells you a story about one time he used to have a key. Mm-hmm. What's the story? He is on a lot of drugs and doesn't remember the specifics. Just at one time in history, he used to have a key. Okay, good times. All right, I leave. You go back... To- the way you came to the garage. Okay. I go into the other room. 
The one on the right? Sure. Sure. You go into the next room. You're in a different place. Mm-hmm. There's Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. He's covered in blood. He's looking all intense. Mm-hmm. It's as if it's 2018 Nick Cage from the movie Mandy. Interesting. Leaning on the car. You look around the room. There's a fan in the corner. Is it his biggest one? You're not, you're already in the room. <laughs> the biggest fan is already there. Ah, uh, all right. Uh, I go look at the fan. You go look at the fan. Is there anything interesting about the fan? Nah, standard fan. Turn it on. Turn it off. I turn on the fan. You turn on the fan. Nick Cage is blown with wind. This is probably risky given your current character class. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nick Cage looks like he smelled something bad. It's probably you. Sorry. He doesn't say anything, though. Oh, that's nice. It's very polite of him. Uh, I go say hello to him. You say hello to Nick Cage. He stares at you intensely. The DM has not seen the movie Mandy and has no lines for this scenario. <laughs> okay. Does he have any stuff I can steal? Let's have a look. Ooh, klepto triggers. You steal his sandals. You have Nick Cage's sandals. I was hoping he had bees. <laughs> Are there bees in the room? Not in the room. There was no bees in 2018 Nick Cage Mandy movie. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you didn't know that. Okay. So there is a fan. I turned it on. Okay. Ah, I leave, I guess. There's nothing else in here. You go back to the garage. Do you wish to rub the stone of Clue? Yes. Dumbledore gave you some very good instructions that you did not take him up upon. I thought that would come later. All right, fine. Help me, please, Dumbledore. You gotta walk there first. Ah, Use the clue once. Fine. I go back into the other door. You're back in the garage. I thought I was already in the garage. You're with Nick Cage. Okay. I go back into the other door to go back to Dumbledore's office. You're in Dumbledore's office. Great. Excuse me, Mr. Dumbledore. Can you please help me? His eyes light up. He hands you something. It's a time turner. Okay. He explains to you, you can spin it once, Mm -hmm. twice, Mm -hmm. or revert to your original timeline. Slightly different to the standard time turner. It has two modes and a return function. Okay. Your klepto triggers. You've stolen his wand. It's the older wand. It's a big deal. The older wand is in your inventory. Oh, I don't think I should have this. Uh, Give it a try. Okay. I thank Dumbledore and I go back to the garage. You go to the garage. Okay. I use the elder wand on the cat. Nothing happens, you filthy muggle. Lame. You stinkily are disappointed. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. I direct the wand at nothing and I flick it around a little. Nothing happens. You're a muggle. Balls. I've got nowhere to go. I've done everything. I ask the stone clue thing again. You rub the stone of clue. Dumbledore just gave you a pretty powerful item and you've seen some people that have extensive histories where ultimate times might be helpful. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, oh, who to help first? 
Uh, I go back into the Nick Cage room. You're in into the Nick Cage room. He is 2018 Nick Cage in Mandy. He's looking intense. Okay. Um, I give him the cat. He's confused. He probably does something violent with it. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. Oh, man. That's not cool. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I thought he was going to be nice The cat's superfluous. Stay on task. Um, I don't know. I use this wand and I poke it at him and... You're a muggle. Nothing happens. All right. Uh, I use my time turner. Do you spin it once or twice? What happens again? It has two timelines you can visit. Just straight up two different timelines, is that all it does? Well, you time you go back in time. All right, I guess I turn it once. You spin it once. You go back ten years. It's 2008. Nick Cage is the Wicker Man. He's very upset about, like, some bees or some shit. <laughs> okay. Can I take the bees? Nah, they're in a helmet. He's freaking out. It's all over the floor. It's, ah, the bees. You know, you know the bit. <laughs> uh, okay, I point the wand again. You're a muggle. Stop using the <laughs> wand. Shouting. Uh, okay. Um, uh, does he want a cat still? He's occupied with being eaten by bees. I take the bees off him. I take the helmet of bees you off. You can't get anywhere near him. He's flailing, right. waving his arms Why around like I, crazy. Is there anything else around? Why am I here? Same room. There's a fan in the corner. Okay. Oh, okay. I see. I turn on the fan. You turn on the fan. Nothing happens. It's got a cage of bees. It's just flailing. It's... I thought it would blow the bees away. <laughs> no, they're in the cage. <sighs> get it? Cage. Mm, yeah, I see. Uh, <laughs> okay. I leave the room. You go back to the garage. Is it still 2008? Yes. Okay. It's 2007 in the garage. Oh. You grow a fringe. It's emo. Fallout Boy's playing. Disappointment all round. <laughs> all right, I go to the other room. You get a Chad Kroger. It's 2008 <laughs> photograph era. He's singing, look at this photograph. Uh-huh. All the singing in this episode. Uh, okay. Uh, I look around. Is there anything else I can do here? You look around. Chad Kroger is singing photograph with the lion. Look at this photograph. Okay. Is there a photograph that I? He's holding the photograph. At? It's the film clip. He's okay. got a photograph. All right. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. Um. Okay. Well, this room was also useless. Can I do anything with this cord here? You add the cord to your inventory. I had it already. All right. Then you've still got it in your inventory. Yeah. Do you want to put it back? I don't know. Kind of. <laughs> I want to refund all this game. Um, all right. I leave, I but guess. But go back to the garage. Okay. Is there still a Tesla in here? There probably shouldn't be. Not in 2007. All right. What else is in here then? Nothing. Oh. All right. Can I hang myself with the electric cord that you gave me? You can. Yeah. No, I won't. That's not, <laughs> it's not the save quit I want to do. Do you want to rub the stone? Yes. You have a, two spins of the timelines to work with. Also, Chad Kroger gave you some pretty clear instructions. Okay. <laughs> That's your third clue. Interesting. All right, I go back to Dumbledore's office. You go back to Dumbledore's office. There's a photograph in here somewhere, right? No, there's the portraits on the wall. 
Let's not go crazy. Chad Kroger was holding a photograph singing, look at this photograph. Yeah, you said there wasn't anything about it. I said there was nothing else in the room. Oh, fine, I go back. I implied that I was asking about the photograph. Monkey Island didn't let you imply. (laughs) You stinkily go back to the Chad Kroger room. (laughs) Mr. Kroger, tell me about your photograph. You look at the photograph. Achievement unlock, blue key. There's a key in the photograph. You have a blue key in your inventory. Then there's just one in the picture? That makes no sense. How did I acquire this? It was in the photograph. Like the frame. Oh. Okay, cool. Alright, so I still need a red one, right? I still need a red key. I've got a green key, a blue key, now I need a red key. Correct. Alright, I guess I turn the time turbo again. You spin it one more time. It is now 1998. Brilliant. The album The State has just been released by Nickelback. No one has heard of Nickelback yet. It is an excellent time. (laughs) Okay. Um, anything happening in the Nickelback room? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Chad Kroger's hanging out. Okay. And, like, no one's heard of him, so he's not a dick yet. Okay. Um, is he worth talking to? You can talk to him. He's like, hey, I'm Chad Kroger. (laughs) One day, I want a house on Crids. (laughs) (laughs) Cool dreams, Mr. Kroger. (laughs) I'm going to leave you to it. Thanks, man. Buy my album. No. (laughs) I leave. Immediately. Hey, man, you remind me of things. I'm going to write a song about that next year. About how you remind me. Uh, I see. Cool. Kepang. All right. I go into the garage room. You're in the garage. What's in the garage? Uh, What timeline are we in? So, seven. No, it isn't. It's 98. It's 98. There's an inflatable couch... Sweet. And some Walkman next to it. Oh, right. I go and listen to the Walkman. You're here listening to Spice Girls on your Walkman sitting on the inflatable couch. What, what, what Spice Girls? Uh, let's go Spice World. Okay. Can you be more specific? Yeah, people of the world, spice up your life. All right. Everybody and every girl. There is a lot of singing in this episode. Yeah. I thought that song was called Spice Up Your Life, not Spice World. Well... This isn't my strength. That's a whole other time, Mandy. It's 20 years ago. <gasps> okay. All right. Spice up my life, eh? Okay. Um, this isn't a clue. That's just a red herring. <laughs> oh, mind. Fine. All right. I get up off the inflatable couch and I go into the Nick Cage room. You go into the Nick Cage room. It is 1998. Circa Con Air. Nick Cage is getting off the plane, looking very expectant, but something's not right. I go and I turn on the fan! You turn on the fan. Wind (laughs) blows through Mr. Cage's hair like he's tasting freedom for the first time. (laughs) Achievement unlocked. Blue key. You're so happy. I don't need a blue key. I'm free now. He hands you the blue key. You add it to your inventory. Do you mean a red key? I do. (laughs) (laughs) I take the red key. The DM has a colorblind attribute. We weren't going to point it out. All right. I take all my keys. I go back to the garage. I put the rest of them in the doodad. The, okay. Yep. And the garage door opens. Hooray. Um, I get in the car and I turn the car on. You get in the car. You turn the key. Nothing happened. Dead battery. Oh. Okay. That's cool. 
Um, I take the electrical cable. You take the electrical cable. I plug it into somewhere electrical into the car. Okay, you plug it into the battery into the car. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> it's a Tesla. It could all be electrical. I don't fucking know. All right, and I plug the other end. Um, I just kind of wrap it around Thor's hammer in the fridge. You wrap it around Thor's hammer. Lightning pulses through and through the electrical cables and charges the battery. But it'll take 10 minutes. You better go back to the Spice Spell timeline. Yeah. Well, I haven't left there yet. <laughs> I oh, guess yeah. I, I go Wait, back. Wait, there's no Roadster. <laughs> you're, you're back in Night 7. Uh, you should probably spin the time turner again. Fine, I spin the time turner. The Roadster appears. Hooray. I do all the things I just said I did. <laughs> you do all the things you said you just did. Stankily. <sighs> 10 minutes later, the car is charged. Great. I unplug all my shit and I... Um, Wait, no. I unplug the car end of it, and then I rig it up to some part of the car, and then I turn the car on, and then I go. We'll try to go. You turn on the key. The roadster hums to life. Good day. You drive through the garage, which mm-hmm. is now open, mm-hmm. out of the room. Achievement unlocked. You have escaped. Well done, M. Oh, I won. You won. Yeah. You passed our TNM's first escape room. Oh, very exciting. Which I wrote at 3 a.m. when I was half trying to sleep. With incorrect colored keys. No, it was right here. I just got confused. <laughs> but Classic T. All, all the concepts were, were here. That's yeah. what this worked. Oh, that was fun. Very yeah. unusual pop culture references. Well, this is the Do first. Do you want to play a game with Dumbledore, Nicolas Cage? <laughs> this may have been... <laughs> Combined from all the memes I saw on my feed at this time I created this. <laughs> I'll think about this and make a proper one one day. But all right. Well done. Okay. Your reward is you get to review Big Mouth 2. Hooray! After the break. Welcome back to Good Pop, Bad Pop. Because M survived the escape pop room. We get to review Big Mouth 2. Mandy's excited about this. Yes. Yes, I am. Right. So the first season of Big Mouth, obviously mm-hmm. a year ago now, Netflix mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. animated. Yes. Voiced by um, Nick Kroll, mm-hmm. Andrew Goldberg, mm-hmm. Jason Mantazakis, Fred Armisen, uh-huh. Jenny Slate, yeah. Maya Rudolph. Oh, yeah. So when this was announced earlier, it was just a cartoon with a bunch of famous comedians sort of thing um and it was Which like piqued my interest immediately yeah, yeah. Like, 100 percent piqued my interest too what we did no one anticipated it was such an amazing view of puberty issues there's a bunch of like how old are they like 13 or yeah i think around there 13 yeah. 14 so they, they've gone a few years younger than your traditional tv show tackling this and it's filthy. It's disgusting in this really endearing, cute way. <laughs> it's all about body discovery and masturbation. Like, it's referenced 40 times an episode. Oh, yeah. Um, and it just came out of nowhere and was so funny, so good. Now, it's a year later. Mm-hmm. The second season has just dropped. Mm-hmm. And the pressure's on to either keep this pace or elevate the game. Um, which And we've watched it uh, this week and... Tell me what you think, Em. Well, I've watched it twice. Already? Uh, yeah, I've watched it twice. I'm getting ready for my third. Um, I love, love Big Mouth. Um, 
I took about a week to discover this last year, but I have decided it is my absolute ultimate favourite animated TV show of all time. That's a big call. It's a big call. All time. All time. All freaking time. Um, Yeah, it has everything. It gets away with shit that a live action show doesn't because it's animated. And the reason why that's extra funny is because they say that in an episode. Um, Just the, the characters are great. The development is great. The jokes are fantastic and obvious but the messages are real and subtle and also not subtle and they just hit on so many themes that I love and I could just watch it over and over and over and over again especially as someone who has a background in sexuality and sexual health so um yeah this was a huge thumbs up the butt for me it was a very blunt and in your face view of puberty yeah like which you haven't really seen on TV before because you can't, if they pitched that anywhere, <laughs> they'd be like, no. Because it's Netflix and because it's animated, they're like, yeah, do what you want. And what I found was like the first season, it was mostly jokes around these topics, but addressing all the topics, which mm. was great. After a year of analysis, they've sort of taken the mantle and went, all right, we're now, everyone's saying, where this great show at, you know, like basically the sex education sitcom mm. sort of thing. And they owned that in the second season. They took that concept and ran with it. Even yeah. they had episodes where they were sort of imitating those um, after school specials, yeah. you know, yeah, like girls and boys and all the, what are they? It's an American term, TV specials or after school, after special. school specials. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And they took all those concepts and dialed it up to 11, but with, the truth, I guess. <laughs> Much more accurate portrayals of the scenarios. Mm. And there was ones like where they, they did a whole episode around, or a whole skit around uh, female choice for contraception. And they did it as this whole Bachelor-esque oh, so show good, yeah. where the girl has to give a rose to the contraception she picks. And they're all very <laughs> specific on how each one works and the percentages they work. And it was amazing. Uh, that That was, I think... I'd have to say that that episode, the Planned Parenthood episode, or as we call it here, Family Planning in Australia, um, that would be my favourite episode from season two, I think. Um, it was really hilarious because they did it like a skit show and they go through a whole bunch of um, services that Planned Parenthood offer and they bust some myths and uh, it was just, yeah, it was really so well done and it was also very self-aware because they made jokes about... Um, what was the joke that they made about it? About how they were pushed to do that by... Oh, they were sort of... Lefties. Uh, yeah, they, they said lefties. <laughs> Whatever the American term yeah, is for liberals. that, I forget. Liberals, yeah. <laughs> liberals were making us do this, and that's why we did this. Yeah. It was funny, because, like, while the reviews are very good, some people have been like, oh, this is all, you know, bringing the politics into yeah, it. Yeah. And it was funny, because they made that joke in the show, yeah. and then people fell for it, and went, <laughs> oh, they're pushing this down our throat. Like, they <laughs> made that joke in the show, you can't do that. Oh. So the whole premise of the show is um, starts off with one of the main characters, Andrew. He has mm. his hormone monster, which is sort of the manifestation of puberty. Maury. Yeah. And the hormone monster is obviously only he can see it for the most part. And it's like telling him all the bad ideas you get when you go through puberty. puberty. He's like impulsive and like, oh, you should, you know. Masturbate one out now. over that juicy tomato. Yeah. And is like <laughs> putting all the puberty ideas. And they personified... All these things with 
monsters. Mm. So you've got hormone monster, which is like the hypersexual one. We saw a depression cat. We saw a... What else did we see? We saw the sorrow wizard. No, the shame, shame wizard. wizard. And when you go through puberty and you Voiced have... by uh, Lupin. Uh, yes. Yeah. And where, you know, you start feeling shame for all these body changes and things and they explore this. Great. And they have literally a shame wizard... In everyone's ear, it was telling a really them good new <laughs> what to feel bad about. <laughs> it was a good new introduction to the show for this season because you've seen the hormone monsters and you're like, okay, cool, we get that. And then it was really cool to see them make a new kind of mythical character to bring in this element of shame to a lot of puberty because there is a lot of shame around sex and puberty and developing and who you can say to what and how you're meant to feel and how you're meant to act. And so it was very cool for them to add that whole new layer on top of all that this season. So that was really well done. It, was... it had had vibes. Remember, um, what was the one with all the emotions? Like the uh... Inside Out? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they had, there's happy and there's sad. And then it gets more complicated when yeah. there was fusing. It had sort of vibes like that. Yeah. It starts off, it's like, That's true. I have a hormone monster. I'm horny all the time. And then after a while they go, oh, I feel a bit of shame about things I did. And it got, mm. you know, get more and more complex. And it was just an excellent representation. And it's funny because, like, this is perfect. I would never let a kid watch it. <laughs> Kids should be watching it. <laughs> uh, I would I would sit my 12-year-old down and be like, now you're going to not understand a lot of jokes about these, and I'll explain <laughs> each and every one to you, but you need to see this show. With the first season, a lot of this, it was like filth, but it was all funny. Even the second season, when they pushed it, there was some stuff that was starting to make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Nothing makes me uncomfortable. So that was <laughs> I was like, whoa, I don't know if I can handle this. It was... Oh, no, it was, it was brilliant. And um, yeah, so I like that in this season, they introduced a lot of new themes. So there was that element of shame. Um, as usual, it was still a very sex positive season which is great um especially for women which is really amazing uh to see and well one of my favorite lines in the season was by missy when um andrew's freaking out because he's he's done something that he's a bit ashamed of and doesn't really know who to talk to about it and um you know i think that they might have been talking about planned parenthood or something and he's like oh i wish there was a a place for pubescent boys to go so they could, you know, ask questions and, and feel safe. And she's like, oh, it's called society. <laughs> you <laughs> cisgendered white cis male. Yeah. And it was just amazing. And Andrew's um, great because he's like so sort of meek in the other direction that all these scenarios come up and he sort of acknowledges, yes, men have privilege and stuff and I don't want to go anywhere near any of this trouble, so I'm just going to sit and, like, not address any of it. And it was sort of funny how it's, you know, come the other side with all these young boys are like, yes, you know, women are discriminated against and we've got to respect them and all this stuff. And I, I, and they're becoming sort of meek too and they're sort of going full circle. Well, that's what else I really liked about this season is that, um, you know, like, it's it's not news that women and girls have a rough time during puberty because they start to be objectified and all of a sudden their parents are saying, you can't wear this, you can't do that. But what I really liked about this season is that it also showed that in our current climate, boys don't know who to turn to for advice on how to be a man now. And uh, you see that reflected when they're sort of trying to ask questions to their dads and their friends' dads and like, oh, do I want to be like my dad or my friend's dad? And you know, my friend's dad is a pimp and my other one's too sensitive and my dad's just mad all the time. And 
um, it's really interesting seeing them try to navigate that and look for support. And I think there is a really good question of how do we um, also bring up boys to be good men? I mean, the answer is simple, just tell them to not be assholes and be respectful. But um, ultimately they're looking for figures who are showing that and that's not necessarily reflective of maybe their parents' generation or whatnot, as you can see by the different sorts of parent or adult men in this show. So uh, I really liked that about it as well. So that plus the shame stuff plus the um, the usual sex positive things plus um, just all of it, all of it, all of it. Uh, so many good new themes, so much reinforcing the previous themes, so much uh, growing and development that went on. It's just fantastic season. They had um one of the gags I loved was uh, they had a new character Gina, and everyone notices her because she's the first girl to develop breasts <laughs> and all the boys go crazy and they sort of address that while also having her as a character who didn't join the show until she grew breasts like everyone's like oh this is the new girl and she's like i've been here the whole time yeah. <laughs> it's like really funny but they also give weight to that character yeah, they make yeah. her a three-dimensional character that's what i mean like yeah. her origin story is like sort of the negative side of it but they explore that in a great mm. way um they did a very good job of self-scouting so in the first season there was a few characters that dragged a little bit yeah um Coach Steve was a bit in the way early on, and they rejiggered him a lot, and he was actually hilarious in the second season. I still don't like Coach Steve. No, but it was he had two purposes, because he was the sex ed teacher who knew mm. nothing about sex, and while that that's a joke, very old joke, but, you know, it, it was driving the sex ed stuff home, yeah. how no one knows how to teach it properly. Yeah. Um, Which is a bigger issue in America than it is in Australia, but yeah. Australia still has problems. Um, who else was there? They downgraded that ghost who wasn't as yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> so um, there was there was a lot of development with all the characters, but we saw less of Duke Ellington, which is good because I don't. He's the the only part of the show I don't like. He didn't really have a point. He's never had a point except to be a bit of a sounding board for Nick. Um, where then he's like later in the first season, um, Nick got his hormone monster and sort of spoke to him more about stuff. So we'd made Duke Ellington kind of pointless. Um, so I don't know if that's why they dialed back Duke Ellington or maybe um, Peel just wasn't as available <laughs> to to voice. Was Peel do the voice of Ellington? Jordan Peel, yeah. Huh. Uh, I think. Um, yeah, so we saw less of that character, which was good. We saw more development of Coach Steve and we saw a lot more development and a bit of a switch up for um nick's hormone monster rick which was great because um like i wasn't a big fan of his in the first season i was like eh, that hormone monster's you know old and gross well in the first season he was just gross and weird and the second one they made him sort of goofy goofy like it's all right baby it's all cool a little yes yes i love your rick voice it's so good that's all right man last bottle right you gotta do what you gonna do what you gonna do uh, yeah, so uh, it was good fun sort of seeing him be a bit more funny and lighthearted, I guess. Um, One day from retirement. Yeah, yeah. And it was, they had good because they had sort of like a young hormone monster. It was like, we should do this and we should do this. And he had very outdated views. Like, he's mm. on a date. And he's like, yeah, grab the boob, grab the boob. And he's like, no, you can't just do that, man. And like, <laughs> there's the little 13-year-old telling his hormones, that's not cool anymore. It was all very metaphorical and brilliant mm, mm. so yeah it's a big thumbs up for me too if um there were 10 episodes 20 hits no time at all for yeah. a tv these days but really excellent 
cartoon. If you are an awkward type, it's a bit of a heavy watch because of all the sex topics, but that's, you know. Yeah, they don't shy away from anything yeah. in this show. Like, so if you are the... a bit cringy, it might not be for you, but if you love, um, you know, good old-fashioned teen coming-of-age stories and don't mind it filthy, you'll love it. A lot of dick jokes. <laughs> so much everything jokes. All they right. don't discriminate. And that's a watch for both of us. Ding, ding. Um, do you want to do news today or save it? Yeah, we'll do news. All right, we'll do some news headlines after the break. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to our Big Mouth Review. Just a few headlines from around the internet this week before we wrap up. Em, what have you got for me? Uh, quite a bit of fun news in the, the pop culture biz this week. So um, Netflix have decided to add a choose-your-own-adventure element to some series uh as in you know you at home get to pick how the episode goes what the characters do um this is amazing this is a whole new kind of television that we've not seen done before a lot um there was um something last year 2017 hbo released mosaic which was the only other time this was tried and viewers at home could manipulate it with a phone app so that was very cool. I'm not sure if that's the route that, that Netflix is going to go. I mean, I assume so because, I mean, you can maybe do it with a remote. Um, and rumor has it that they're going to start doing this with an episode of Black Mirror coming in December. While this would work on paper, it never works because with enough people watching it, you know what they're going to pick and they're not going to anim- make the episode until they have the answer. So it's an illusion of a choose-your-own-adventure. No, they but... would just make different parts of it and play certain bits yeah, and then maybe I'm, later release it on DVD. Because can... I've seen this format in a lot of places, even mm. on TV back in the day, and it just like the most you can either telegraph what everyone's going to want to pick or... No, I reckon they'll film it all and then you just get to pick and choose and then they'll release a DVD or something. Mm, okay. That's what I think. So I'm pretty excited about that because I think it's it's new and it's got a lot of potential if it works. So I'm pretty keen to see how that turns out. Um, other than that, also in some Telltale news, there's been a lot of uproar about how the final series of The Walking Dead uh, wasn't going to be finished. There's been an update. It now will be finished. Um, they've made an agreement with Skybound Games, and they're going to sort of, I guess, hand it over and, and finish it up. So um, that's good for all fans of The Walking Dead, of which I am not, and I'm sorely disappointed they're not finishing their other project. I was going to say, of all the games to finish off that well, one have I been... think that one was the closest to being finished so they're probably just trying to wrap that up plus it's the biggest franchise that they sell so I assume that that's why so it's a shame that they're not um, I mean I'm kind of hoping that they're in cahoots for them to finish the rest but I doubt it and the only other bit of news that I have is um, Kelly Cuoco from Big Bang Theory is the new voice uh, in the new animated series of Harley Quinn huh. which when I read about it I was like Ugh, I don't like that i don't think i guess because uh, she does, has a manic thing and anyone can sort of have you seen the um sneak trailer for it no ah so i did watch that and it completely changed my mind i was like you know what i love it i think i love it um she actually makes a really good harley quinn because she is really squeaky and very dramatic and mm. it it actually really really works um, would it make you watch an animated cut like a superhero cartoon though it's not really your jam 
Uh, well, it's only not my jam because I've not really seen a lot since the 90s. <laughs> like, I haven't seen... The, the last one I saw was... Um, X-Men. Was, yeah, X-Men and, dun, dun, and, dun, dun, dun. and the Batman animated series that was on in the early 90s. So, yeah. So, I would be intrigued. And I've heard that it's decent. I've also heard that Teen Titans is good, speaking of animated series of um, DC business. Now, what Titan show are they making? Is it a... Ah, so, okay. There's Teen Titans at the moment, which is animated by DC uh, right. on CW, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. And um, then... There, there's another thing. Yes. So they're now also making one called Titans, uh, which is live action, and it's meant to be also on CW. So we've got some more CW from uh, DC for us to watch. What that needs is more. That needs is to increase the universe. Well, it's apparently very gritty. Um, so there's been a lot of buzz because there's like a little video of Robin going "Screw Batman," and everyone's like, "Ooh, look out, Robin!" He said Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like um, first season of um, event, no, Shield all over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the point is that they're making it, you know, a bit more gritty and serious, grimy type um, right. show. So Copying that could the, be interesting. The Netflix Avengers. Um, yeah, I guess so. I sort of like for me, it rang more bells of like early Arrow when Arrow was gritty before mm. um, Flash got involved and made it a bit more fun, <laughs> I guess. Um, so that's all my news. What have you got for this week? I believe you got some fun so we prefer- HP news. Yeah, we. Did we speak about it last podcast? Anyway, there's rumours of a Harry Potter RPG in development. The early rumours were that it was the new Rocksteady game, but that mm. has since been knocked out. Um, and they think, I think it was Avalanche. I'm not familiar with that company, mm. but they're involved. Um, someone filmed a trailer on their phone and chucked it on Reddit. Tisk, tisk. Yeah, very naughty NDA problems. But people have torn it apart and to see what's happening. Um, there was a few interesting tidbits. Mm-hmm. First was um, set in the 1800s. Okay. And this is always the correct answer. Um, the last example that did this excellently was um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. You want to mm. send a big, exciting universe, you can't have the weight of Voldemort, Grindelwald, and Harry yep. Potter on your shoulders while you're trying to make your own hero Mm. sort of thing so another timeline perfect Um, similar to what they did with the mobile game but hopefully it will be not shit like the mobile game (laughs) did you get far in the mobile game i did not Um, i kept getting notifications saying hogwarts has a new adventure i'm like fuck you hogwarts (laughs) there's a there was a brief peek at like a class selection Mm -hmm. sort of thing and this is great this makes 100 percent sense in the potter universe with um you know, you can be more of a combat spell person yeah. or more of a... Potions. Potions, mm-hmm. you know, standard RPG stuff. Transformation. Um, yeah. And there was also a morality bar thing. So you can yeah. sort of go between dark wizard and a light wizard. And cool. in one of the clips, there's a wizard doing something and killing... It was a, I think it was a goblin from the bank or something. <laughs> so it'll let you... But, Based on these single frames, <laughs> it looks like it'll let you escalate into murder, because um, which is great because in reality, <laughs> which is no, great. no, no, because this is murder is fun. Kids. I, I don't know if I'll vocalize this correct. In Harry Potter, there was like it was a very violent world. Oh yeah, but everyone was quite insulated from it. I mean, the main character killed how many things in the first book? Yeah, <laughs> you know, remember when Harry killed a guy? Like that happened. <laughs> no, wood for wood. Um. <laughs> And so if it takes the 
kitty like the floaties off and let yeah. you go hard i think that'll be great mm. and it's just ripe for a great setting you can explore yes. the castle in the woods you run around you do your classes to level up your skills or I'm whatever i'm just worried it's not going to be good because it's got to be great and it's going to be hard yeah. to do and if it lets if it makes doesn't try to make it like it's not harry potter lego mm. if it takes off the kitty stuff and lets you live in this world and make a full rpg around magic spells and skills you know you can have classes where you can be like an animagus or mm. what's the one that starts with m ghosty type whatever uh... crimes of grindelwald era dude Oh, right. Uh, yeah, cool. I know what you mean. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, and, you know, you, that, these can be skills you would get. And you know, like playing Skyrim as a vampire or something like that. <laughs> these sort of concepts, but in the Potter universe. And it yeah. just makes perfect sense. Um, and, you know, 10 years ago, people were talking about this and we've never gotten anything close to it. But, yeah, if they get it right. Maybe I mean, that's I... why they're keeping it so hush, because they don't want anyone to know. That, you know, don't set the expectation just... Just work on the game yeah. in silence. <laughs> and so you don't have to... Well, technically, the heir of Slytherin would be around. Look, I'm going to buy it no matter what, but... Um, depends who makes it. Depends if it's good. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll still be buying it and playing it. But I just... Oh, I really hope it's good because I was so, so let down by the phone game. I mean, I had low expectations of that to begin with because it was a phone game. That was a freemium buy gems dearly. Yeah. Well, they conveniently left that part out when they were talking about developing it so um yeah it should be should be good to see how it goes yeah so anyway hanging out for that mm. um what are you up to this week um no plans this week um i'll probably watch big mouth again <laughs> um and continue and review it again next week <laughs> yeah well, stay tuned for my second review where i repeat everything that i said this week you know the, the second review where we find every niche inside joke oh, and meta look, reference speaking of first of all i have to be very proud of myself i um on the first watch through i did find um an amazing easter egg in this um when the shame wizard is in the bathroom talking to coach steve let other people find it just said there was an american vandal reference uh, no, I'm going to tell people because I've already tweeted about it, so <laughs> too bad. Anyway, as T just ruined, um, there is some graffiti on the wall and it is a really great niche American Vandal reference. And I tweeted about it because I was like, oh my God, yes, no one's seen this yet that I saw on Twitter anyway. And so I posted about it because I was really excited. Um, and Nick Kroll liked the tweet. Nick Kroll likes your tweet? Nick Kroll likes our tweet. You've been doing good getting likes from our... I know, and we'll talk more about our other one uh, probably next episode. Yeah, so we have a review for the new Greg Sestero, Tommy Wiseau movie mm. coming up, Best Friends, Best Fiends. We're tr planning on how to address that because it's a whole universe of content. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, this... How deep down the Tommy world rabbit hole yeah. do we go? Do we talk about The Room? Do we talk about Disaster Artist? Anyway, some of our favorite stuff. Um, this week I might go see Venom. It's mm. already getting a lot of hate already, but I'll go. And I'm looking forward to something to hate. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go check that out. Um, Any excuse to get your shred on. Yeah. I, I feel I've not been living up to my character of the mm. bad pop, so I need to find something awful to shred. Okay. So other than that, not much planned. 
All right. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Good Pop, Bad Pop. Em, what's our socials? Our socials are you can find us on Twitter at goodpop underscore badpop. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash goodpopbadpop podcast. Those are our main two at the moment. If you're loving us, feel free to subscribe and please leave us a lovely review or a shit one, but preferably a good one on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Otherwise, up until then, we will see you next time. Thank you. 